How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I don't know if you saw this uh, yesterday, but uh, Trevor Lawrence made some comment about how, you know, he doesn't think it's going to be any louder in Kansas City than it was in Jacksonville. It had, oh boy. He really didn't mean anything by it. I think he was trying to compliment the uh, local fan base. But, you know, of course, as these things go, Kansas City has taken that. The Kansas City fan base has taken that uh, both as an insult and a challenge. As we know, it can get very loud up there in Arrowhead. But one thing that usually happens is sometimes when people Google how to text the Kansas City radio station, station 610 AM, they have a 610 AM sports station up in Kansas City. So every now and then we get random angry people from Kansas City like yelling at us on the text line oh, about really? something that we're like, what the hell's going on? And then we realize, oh, it's somebody from Kansas City. Because they'll be like, out of nowhere, they'll be like, you stupid SOB. Andy Reid is just fine and you're the dumbest person who ever lived. And like, I don't, what did I do? What did I do? Is that happening and, right now? It's well, listen, yeah. and it's funny because usually it's the people who are so angry that they can't like they're not functioning rationally. Sometimes it takes us like two or three clarification texts to explain to them that like, no, you're talking to the wrong person. It's always the angry ones. We never get like benevolent, like, hey, guys, you're doing a great job up in Kansas City. It's always like the angriest of angries. So I was a little confused this morning. Having told you all that, I see this. <laughs> The county and the city are one and the same. It's the largest city landwise in the U.S. Also, we don't have tarps on the seats anymore. I was at the Pittsburgh game last year and the Jags Chargers game this year. Arrowhead is not that loud, you bozos. I'm like, I'm looking at this. It's a 904 area code. This is somebody from Jacksonville now uh, who is tearing into us because apparently somebody in Kansas City radio was talking about how Jacksonville doesn't have that good a fan base. Uh, and the guy, it took, me, it took me a couple of clarification texts to explain to this guy from Jacksonville that he's yelling at the wrong guys. So uh, we're caught in the crossfire here between Jacksonville and Kansas City. This is the thing. This is what I would tell that Jacksonville listener who's not listening to our show right now. But this is a general piece of advice for anybody. Because you're going to get into arguments about the Texans here, I would imagine, in the next several months and years where you're going to have to be defending the team in some shape, form, or fashion. If you were having to say, we don't tarp the upper deck anymore in your argument, 
you've lost the argument. That's <laughs> where you go find something else to argue about. That's <laughs> what I would tell you. Ever since my wife's nose job, I don't even have to put a bag over her head anymore. So, so who's the loser now? Right, right. Who's yeah. got the hot wife now? Um, <laughs> that's a great one. Um, here's what I would say too to Trevor Lawrence. Like this will be this will be a wake up call for Trevor Lawrence because that place is going to be loud. Amy and I went to a game there in in uh, in week six this year against Buffalo. And look, Arrowhead Stadium already has the reputation for being really loud. Some of it is the shape of the stadium. Like it keeps sound for an outdoor stadium. The sound really reverberates in there. But when we were there, Seth, the, one of the handouts they were giving out, they were giving out towels like to wave like red towels. But the graphic on the towel was commemorating the I don't know what the anniversary was called the 20th anniversary, the 20th anniversary of Arrowhead Stadium hitting 142.6. On the decibel scale, the yeah. lo- the loudest stadium in the history of the NFL. They were commemorating it with a towel the week we were there for a game. Yeah, yeah. They it's, like um, their loudness. They're it is proud really of it. loud. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know what it is for an open air stadium. Uh, I don't. I can't really recall anything being quite like that. It's a, there's something about it because it's still it's a relatively old stadium now. It is, you know, it's, but it's because it's one big wall. There's something about it that just envelops everything and I do I do think that you know Trevor Lawrence in saying that it's funny because obviously it in Jacksonville the crowd noise doesn't affect him one way or the other uh, but it's it's not going to be quite the same thing and um, it's not going to be quite the same thing up in Kansas City all right one more here for headlines um, the Patriots um, offensive coordinator search which normally you'd go well that's the Patriots and they're searching for a coordinator why are we interested in that because there's two names on this list of three candidates that I think Houstonians are very, very familiar with. Here's Ian Rapoport on the names that are in the mix for the Patriots offensive coordinator job. We'll start with Keenan McCardell, the receivers coach for the Minnesota Vikings, who goes all the way back to the Cleveland Browns with coach Bill Belichick. The Patriots requested permission to interview him. He will interview, obviously, a long, long history there for Bill Belichick. Then you have Bill O'Brien, who is certainly a prime candidate here. Most people believe he is the favorite, I would say, to get the offensive coordinator job. Not that anything is done at all. I'm just saying he has firmly established position as someone that many people inside the organization want back. Currently, the Alabama offensive coordinator who is right now out recruiting. And then there's Nick Cayley, who interviewed today. He is there, is interviewing today. He is the tight ends coach for the Patriots. Considered a really bright young coach. And I think like a lot of Patriots coaches, very much under the radar, uh, but Outside the Patriots and in the league, including the Jets, who interviewed him for OC, someone who is really well-respected. All right. Actually, all three of those names are relevant. I'll get to Kaylee yeah. in a second. You were teammates with Keenan McCardell yeah. in Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on him as a potential offensive coordinator? Uh, Keenan, uh, who's very, very bright, um, and is, I think, the what I've heard from Belichick, or what I've heard from some people in New England is that Keenan kind of fits the mold of what Belichick likes in his coaches, which is scrappy underdogs. Because Keenan was he was undrafted, and he just like kind of fought his way up from the bottom, and was that kind of a receiver. You know, was never the fastest, was never the biggest, wasn't physically imposing or anything. He uh, he just 
he just flat out got it done. Um, and he went to he went to UNLV, so it's not the same. Uh, it's the the key is if you go to like a Division two or Division three school. But UNLV is at least you know not a powerhouse uh, football uh, college. Certainly or not. No. Yeah. So um, I that part of it intrigues me because I. But he's also – I don't know exactly, like, what his chops are as a play caller yep. or anything. That'll be the interesting part because uh, Belichick until this year had been kind of spoiled with guys who were dyed in the wool NFL offensive coordinators like McDaniels, McDaniels or O'Brien. However you feel about those guys, they'd been, you know, raised up in as offensive play callers. So Keenan would be somewhat different. And maybe that's what he's looking for is something different at this point. He's, but the, he's totally like I would like if Keenan has turned himself into that guy, I could totally see it being that way. Like if Keenan had gone into coaching right out of college, I would see him living that life and just kind of, you know, working 18 hours a day, no big deal. And all of those types of things. And he has that football mind. Like one of the reasons that he was, a good receiver was because he was able to read coverages as well as he could. So um, that's a that was a surprise, um, especially since so many people had been acting like it was a foregone conclusion that Belichick was going to be the offensive coordinator up there. That yeah, that you mean O'Brien was going to O'Brien? Be, yeah, 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 yeah. What did yeah. I say? You said Belichick. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That O'Brien was going to be. Will not be Belichick. No. Well, <laughs> maybe I don't know. <laughs> by by the way, we keep getting we've gotten multiple texts, and I'm trying to find it online, but I can't. That Rappaport. That Ian Rappaport on NFL Network this morning said that the Texans would be open to the the Saints trade demands, whatever they are, for okay. Sean Payton. I have yet to see that. If somebody can send me a link, I would. Uh, that would be fantastic. I'll try to find it during the break because I actually want to hit yeah. that in the next segment. Uh, not the Rappaport part, but it's, if, if there's something out there, then it definitely enhances what we want to talk about next. The other names, we mentioned McCardell. Seth gave a good overview of him. O'Brien, I don't think we need to dig into too much, and I don't think that's a big surprise that O'Brien would be in the mix. We know Bill O'Brien. The other name, Nick Cayley, tight ends coach. Okay, here's why, if you're a Texan fan, you need to pay attention to this name. There was a report last week that um, Jonathan Gannon, if he were to get the Texans head coaching job, Nick Cayley, the tight ends coach in New England, is a name to watch to be the offensive coordinator here under Jonathan Gannon. If, If Jonathan Gannon... The Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator got the job. Nick Cayley could be the OC. Here's what Dan Graziano of ESPN says. Eagles DC Jonathan Gannon impressed the Texans in interviews last year and should be a strong candidate for the job again this year. This this is a report from prior to Gannon interviewing this past weekend. Um, if he does get that job, I've been told one of the names to watch for his OC is Patriots tight ends coach Nick Cayley, who has a connection with Texans GM Nick Casario from Casario's time in New England. Nick Cayley might be a Mensa genius who can scheme up plays like nobody's business for a tight ends coach. I'm telling you right now, if Gannon gets the job and he brings in Cayley as the offensive coordinator, we will get texts about this is still the Patriots South. Yeah. Especially because it's the guy who's going to be nurturing whoever the young quarterback is. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. will be, I mean, that's, that. so be it. That's, <laughs> I mean, I... If Gannon's the you're guy, you're calmer though, than the text page will be. <laughs> what's that? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if you're, do you live in fear of the text page? Um, it's uh, like that's if the head coach is Gannon, I'm not worried about like whoever the other guys they bring in from New England or anything are. That's just um, if for Casario, if if Casario were to put the kibosh on anybody to whom he has a connection, I feel like that would be hamstringing the Texans. So if 
like to actually exclude anybody from the Patriots, I think would be foolish. If uh, like filling out the staff is one of the hardest things to do for a first-time head coach, and I'd be a okay with that. I'm not as long as like that doesn't seem to me like they're copying the Patriots' way. That seems like it would be Casario bringing in a guy that he respects. Would you be concerned systemically uh, about the? whatever offense they'd be running. Cause I'd like to see yeah. somebody from that Shanahan Kubiak tree. Yeah. And now yeah. they're bringing somebody in from new England, which we, you know, our experience with that has not been the greatest when it comes to the R- offense. Right. Yeah. Um, I prefer somebody from the Shanahan tree just because the Kubiak Shanahan tree, because it just seems to be the easiest and most reliable to integrate, uh, or to implement. But like, you can't argue with the success of various other systems too. If they're, if they're done right. I feel like, uh, a Kubiak Shanahan system has like a it's almost like a language that's easy to learn. If you if it's easy to you can learn a language pretty easily, but that doesn't make you a poet. So it can get you to a certain level, but it doesn't necessarily make you a champion unless you are like Kyle Shanahan, who I think as an offensive coordinator yeah. is just a, a head and shoulders above a lot of other guys in that Kubiak Shanahan tree. So likewise there's, I think there's less risk of a downside if you get that system, but it doesn't mean that's the only system that you should sure. be running. Sure, sure. All right, um, Payne and Pendergast with you, uh, 713-572-4610. Seth mentioned it. Um, there's uh, reports out there. I even think Rappaport, in the audio we played earlier about Peyton, kind of alluded to the trade capital. So if we can't find what he said this morning, Rappaport talking about the Texans, what is the history of the 12th pick in the draft in the last 10 years? Let's apply some names to the pick that the Texans could be giving up for Sean Payton. That is next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sports Radio 610 presents 
Payne and Pendergast. A buddy of mine just texted me, Rick, I don't want a coach who would willingly spend time with Colin Cowherd. Next. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, so, yeah, and we do have a couple of listeners who have complained that there's far too much Colin Cowherd this morning. But the thing is, Cowherd just had dinner with with Sean Payton, and Sean Payton apparently dished and dished and dished. So it's more about Sean Payton than it is Colin Coward. Yeah, yeah You yeah. just have to hear it by way of Colin Coward. It's not yeah. like we have him in studio and he's talking for an hour either. We're playing a 30-second clip of Colin Coward. Come on, people. Man up. My God. <laughs> Man up and take your coward. <laughs> That's right. By the way, I was just thinking about the name Cowherd because I had to type it a few times during show prep, you know. And it is, it's weird, uh, it's a strange name. Until you think about like, oh yeah, shepherd is the sheep herd. It's pretty. Easy. But there's no like, those are the only two animals where it stayed, right? There's no other herder of any sort. I don't think so. Yeah. No goat there's herd. There's a cow herd. There's a sheep herd. So I guess are those are the only things that you keep. Great young host uh, that we just hired named Armadillo Herd. Armadillo, uh, <laughs> Armadillo Herd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, here was Ian Rapaport kind of laying out where things are with Sean Payton and his various suitors. His second interview this week, Houston Texans were on Monday, Denver Broncos in Los Angeles for multiple hours. Uh, That happened yesterday. Then he's got the Carolina Panthers in New York with owner Dave Tepper later this week. And as of right now, that is it for Sean Payton, Mike. And the Arizona Cardinals also have a request in. They've received permission. All of these teams, it seems, are willing to meet the Saints' asking price, which is a first-rounder and likely more. So they are in business, and they are ready to do the deal if they, in fact, end up doing the deal. And really... Uh, for Sean Payton, I think there's a couple things. One, uh, all of these teams represent interesting and different opportunities. So it's really a matter of him deciding what he wants. Russell Wilson in Denver, obviously. Houston Texans do not have a quarterback. Will likely be picking one at number two. Carolina Panthers also do not have a quarterback. Does he want an established one? Does he want to help pick his own? Where does the cap space land? Some teams have general managers, like, say, the Denver Broncos. Some teams... Uh, also, also Houston Texans, of course. Uh, and, and look, there's varying degrees of would he get final say, would he not. A lot here at stake for Sean Payton and a lot of decisions to be made. It's a weird thing for Payton, um, I think, because I was thinking about this. Like, what if, what if whoever got Payton was able to wrangle him for just like a second round pick and that's it? And there's right. part of me that if I were Sean Payton, I'd be like, okay, well, that's good. That means I have more draft capital to build this team. On the other hand, I'd be like, only a second round. Like, my ego would be like, God, I thought I was worth a little more than that. I, I thought, thought I was special. Yeah, I like, there'd be part of me if fella. I were... Right, I, part of me is Peyton, like, I kind of want to go for two firsts and two seconds so I can flex my muscles a little bit. If they're paying... If the team that takes him is paying him 20 to $25 million per year as he is reportedly looking for, I feel like that'll... Uh, that'll, that'll soothe the wounds? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll dry his tears over him not being as special as he thought he was. I think that the way that the way that Rappaport said that, I, I mean, he couched it a lot of ways. It seems um, he said it seems like those teams are willing to meet that demand without explicitly saying what the demands would be. Like, okay, a first round pick plus something more. Okay. I mean, because a first-round pick is not a first-round pick, uh, you know, of equal value wherever you go. So I'm not 100% sold on that. Uh, whenever Schefter or Rapport couch things like that, I feel like they're connecting dots more than they are actually reporting something. Yeah. Here is Peyton, for what it's worth, here is Peyton 
in his sit-down with Colin Cowherd on Monday this week when he was asked, what do you think the compensation would be for the team trying to trade for you? Each team's got different ammo or different pick selections, and you know it it could be a future one maybe where you have to throw in something. Um, I I say this because I know Mickey well, and I heard him talk the other day, and and he was right on, and I think I am too. Um, He's got a job to do as a general manager – with the Saints, uh, and, and he'll, he'll get the right compensation, and, and I'm sure the team, if it gets that far, uh, will arrive at it. And it's probably this year, it would probably be, you know, a mid to late first round pick, I, I would say. All right. So a mid to late first round pick. And so immediately, Texan fans think, okay, well, we have the 12th pick. That's at the upper part of the middle part. You know, it's a little higher than what I would call a mid round pick. Um, but, you know, it, it, that's, that's what gets bandied about with the Texans. Would you trade the 12th overall pick? For for Sean Payton, when I start to hear that it's a first and other stuff too, I get a little I get a little cold feet. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think that with with Sean Payton, I think there's a he's polarizing in that some people just flat out don't want to give up any compensation at all because be, give give up any draft picks at all because that's the one thing this team has going for it now. Um, and there's something, there's something almost a little ironic of like, hey, it's the one thing the team has going for it, all this extra draft capital, but you're giving that cool thing up to get a guy that maybe you don't actually feel all that great about, so you're giving up two things. But even if you feel good about it, you're giving up something that makes the team special. So is Peyton that much more special than the other candidates? Um, I, I think he's the most polarizing, and I think he's the one that would elicit the most excitement by a good chunk of the fan base because they just flat out. No, I, I take that back. Second most. I think D'Amico would generate the most excitement by a, per, a certain percentage of fans. Yep. Sean Payton would be next because he brings a certain legitimacy and I think a, a minimized downside. Yeah. But obviously there are going to be people in the fan base who, who don't want either of those. They don't want D'Amico because he's a defensive-minded coach who's a first-time head coach, uh, or they don't want Sean Payton because he – much like Bill Belichick had had an awesome for the vast duration of his success as a head coach, he had a really really good quarterback alongside him. So it's the chicken and the egg. Did did he create Drew Brees or vice versa, or can you replicate that that partnership with another quarterback? I think D'Amico unifies. I think he brings hope. I think Sean Payton brings the NFL Network to training camp. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I think yeah. Sean Payton raises the profile of this franchise. I don't know yeah. that D'Amico. I don't know that D'Amico does it. D'Amico kind of fishes this franchise out of the grease that it's been in the last couple of years in terms of a national perspective. Obviously, locally, it would be a home run, D'Amico Ryans. But Sean Payton, yeah, like Sean Payton makes this training camp for the Texans one of the first stops on whatever the tours are that all these guys go on throughout training camp. As far as the 12th pick goes, Seth, let's apply some names to this. Here, here are the last handful of players who've been picked with the 12th overall pick. So if it's just the 12th, let's pretend for a second, the 12th overall pick gets the job done. That's a little early to say Jamison Williams last year's 12th pick, yes or no. He had an ACL injury and he just came back. 2021, though, (laughs) the 12th overall pick was Micah Parsons. (laughs) Yeah. Would you trade Micah Parsons for Sean Sean Payton? All right, give me the worst twelfth over. Okay, I'll, I'll just keep going. Pick. I'll keep going sequentially. Okay, okay. So these guys will we, we would we would trade or wouldn't trade. Okay, right, right, right. Um, twenty twenty Henry Ruggs, wide receiver, Las oh. Vegas. Yeah, I'd trade him if yeah. I could get. A, yeah, yeah, I could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Where is he currently? 
Where is he incarcerated? I'm not is sure. Is he actually incarcerated? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Where, where is he ankle banded? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. For those who don't recall, Henry Ruggs was the Raiders wide receiver who killed a woman in a car crash. Yeah. Uh, likely drunk. Uh, 2019, or, dri- or at the very least driving like twice the legal speed. Yeah, 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 yeah. 2019, Rashawn Gary, defensive end Packers. Would you trade Rashawn Gary for Sean Payton? Uh, yes, I, I, would. I would too. Yeah. 2018, Vita Vea, defensive tackle. Oh, Tampa God, Bay no. Buccaneers. God, no. Plus, he eats less than Sean Payton, reportedly. <laughs> it doesn't. Like Vita Vea, dude. God, Vita Vea, man. I tell you, that's, that goes to show you where the Bucks run defense is right now, yeah. or the Bucks defense, how far they've fallen. Vita Vea is still destroying people, and yet they have a bad um, – they're, they're not like they, – they were the best run defense in the league by a long shot, and they've fallen off a lot, despite Vita Vea still just absolutely destroying people. You want some irony here? 2017? Yeah. yeah. The 12th overall pick? Deshaun Watson, quarterback Houston Texans. Never heard of him. <laughs> Sounds like a uh, guy who finished with a lower QBR than Davis Mills this year to I me. Just looked it up, That's and you're right about that. Absolutely, yeah. So Deshaun, was he actually lower than Davis Mills? I don't know. I'm oh, sure. he is. It was. It was down there. It was one of the worst. In it was the bad. For, yeah. It was bad. 2016, Sheldon Rankins, defensive tackle, Saints. Oh, He's a good um, player. Yeah, I would trade him for. I, I guess for Sean Payton. I, I would too. I and yeah. some of this too. This exercise because it. In all likelihood, the Texans are probably going to hire somebody not named Sean Payton and hang on to the 12th overall pick. This is actually a decent exercise to see what the hit rate is on the 12th overall pick. By the way, um, I've, uh, several people have said, hey, guys, don't forget that Sean Payton's kid goes to school at TCU, and that might be appealing to him for some reason being Houston. I don't know what year Connor Payton is in at TCU, but he's 23 years old. So if Sean Payton's going to sign like a five- or six-year deal – I don't think that like the the several months of this season is going to be the Dude. deciding factor in whether or not he uh, whether he whether he comes to Houston or not. Maybe his kids like the John Belushi. He's the the Bluto Blutarski of TCU. Seven yeah. years of college down the drain. <laughs> uh, Twenty fifteen twelfth overall pick Danny Shelton of the Browns. I would definitely trade Danny Shelton for um, for Sean Payton. Twenty fourteen twelfth overall pick Odell Beckham Jr. 12th overall pick. Uh, it's Pete Odell. I would not trade him for Sean Payton, but it's not Pete Odell anymore. Um, 2013, DJ Hayden. Go Cougs. Oh, yeah. 12th overall pick to the Raiders, cornerback. 2012, Fletcher Cox was the 12th overall pick. Fletcher Cox is uh, a okay. possible future Hall of Famer. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, you're giving up possibly – well, like we've said, it's a 50%. It's, hit or miss, it's a 50-50 yeah. shot. Yeah. You're, it, if you don't want to give up the 12th overall pick, you don't want to give up the 12th overall pick. Yep. And it is – it's – I don't – I like, honestly, I don't trust that – I don't trust that his heart is in it to the same degree that a young and hungry Sean Payton's heart was in it. I think he's looking at – he's looking at a $50 million payday. And until otherwise, and I swear to God, if he hadn't gotten so damn big and snack barish, if he weren't getting made fun of by Terry Bradshaw, I might be more inclined to think. Because what do you always hear about these guys, Sean? These guys like Rex Ryan got gastric bypass so he could look like like look the part right. of a guy that deserved a head coaching job. Sean Payton is sitting out there eating Fox Sports out of house and home, trying to just. Collect a paycheck for $50 million instead of actually work for it or earn it. So I say, no, I will not give up my 12th round pick 
for somebody that's going to come and eat all the avocados in Houston. This the the twenty five million is crossing the threshold for me. I'm like, all right, I don't know, man, twenty five million for this guy. I don't know. We'll see. All right, um, Payne and Pendergast seven one three five seven two. Four six ten. We mentioned a little earlier. Uh, Trevor Lawrence said some things that got Kansas City all riled up. Evidently, um, he also had some things to say about his post game celebration. Do do are we buying that Trevor Lawrence was able to get a reservation at a Waffle House? And we will grade his order as well in the next segment. Stay there. You're listening to Payne and Pendergast. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. I just Googled Trevor Lawrence, Kansas City noise, and boy, there's a lot of articles here about how Chiefs fans are riled up about Trevor Lawrence saying, yeah, it's just as, uh, just as just loud as in louder, Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> said he can't imagine it's going to be any louder. He wouldn't think it's going to be any louder in Kansas City than in Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, he, was, he, was being, uh, he was trying to give some shine to his fan base, but in doing so, this is actually one spot where I think that I do think that bulletin board material may have an actual effect on the game because it would be very easy for Kansas City fans to kind of just roll into this game a little cocky and arrogant and thinking like, all right, the Jag- look, they turned the ball over five times. There's a flukish comeback. They could have easily dismissed the Jaguars. I feel like now... You fed bulletin board material to 75,000 people or so who are going to try to break a noise record in that stadium uh, to an offense and a young quarterback who is still obviously still trying to figure out how to be a playoff quarterback. I mean, he had, he had an awesome, incredible second half. He also had one of the worst first halves of playoff football that anybody's ever seen. So I... Um, I think he might uh, he might have messed up on this one. Might have poked might have the bear. Up. Might have poked yeah. the bear. I I think too. I wonder if Kansas City fans are also kind of pissed that they're having to play the early Saturday time slot. 
which is the, Texans the, time the slot designated AFC South time slot each so postseason. Like they thought they'd graduated to more than just beating up the Texans in that time slot. Right, yeah. right, right. So now you got Jacksonville that's kind of dragging Kansas City into the early Saturday muck. Like, hey, man, yeah. we're a marquee franchise. We gotta we we gotta glom on to to their early time slot because because the, yeah. their division stinks. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so Trevor Lawrence, um, I I think was uh made a lot of uh made a lot of fans. He made a fan of one Sean T. Pendergast for sure when he was spotted celebrating at Waffle House after the big win over the um over the Chargers this past weekend. Here was Trevor Lawrence when he was asked about his trip, his big trip. To the old WH after the win over the Chargers. Yeah, I was talking to Brandon, and I can't remember, it was Brandon Sheriff and, and someone else, maybe EJ, uh, hadn't ever been to Waffle House in their life. So that was like a week or two ago, and I was saying, we got to go one day after the game. And then last week I told him, I was like, once we win on Sunday, we're going to Waffle House. So Marissa actually called and uh, <laughs> I talked to the Waffle House about like reserving part of it, and they were like, well, if you give us a heads up, we can kind of like. Clear some people out of one area, and yeah, and and have you guys some spots saved. So they did that, and it was great. We had like twenty guys there, so maybe the first reservation at Waffle House. That's a baller move, man. the uh, The first five questions at that press conference were about Waffle House. That's uh, that, that's actually an official. That's what somebody from the Jacksonville media tweeted out. That's not just me being, uh, you know, exaggerating or something. That person may have been exaggerating, but there was uh, there's a there. It's a it's a joyous. Uh, fest. Um, it's, a, it's a jubilant atmosphere right now in in Jacksonville. Oh yeah, yeah. Including with the press corps who's had to have to deal with years and years of uh, covering misery. Yeah. Been been a while since you lived in Jacksonville. Did you frequent the Waffle House while you lived in Jacksonville yeah, as a player? Yeah, I was actually trying to figure out if I could uh, which which Waffle House they were at. Yeah, there's one on South Side that's kind of convenient to a lot of places. There's one out at the beaches uh, that's uh, that's a good post game place. Okay. Um, I do buy 100% that he was able to make that reservation if his wife dropped that it was for Trevor Lawrence, that, but, which is a dicey thing, though, because you don't want to necessarily announce to the Waffle House that you're going to Waffle House with Trevor Lawrence and potentially 19 other guys. Right. You know, because then all of a sudden uh, you, get a, you get a whole crowd there. It's a whole big thing. So I wonder, if, I wonder how she navigated that necessarily because it didn't look like there were a whole bunch of people kind of asking for autographs or gawking or Mm -hmm. anything it looked like they just were able to roll in and and get a pecan waffle yeah i uh, there's part of me that feels like i mean jacksonville is obviously way different than most of the cities that have an nfl team there is part of me like if i'm trevor lawrence that might be kind of fun just to be the big fish in the small pond like that instead of being in the pressure cooker of New York or Chicago and being the quarterback in one of those places. Well, yeah, it's also um, I don't know. It's a it's a very spread out city, and uh, like almost because of that, I think that I don't know. It's it's weird. I don't think there's necessarily the same intensity of attention on the players themselves um, as there would be for like when JJ Watt was here mm-hmm. or anything. I'd have to talk to Baselli about that. I know with Baselli and Brunel, it always used to be funny that Baselli would get mistaken for Brunel. People would see Baselli and they thought it was Mark Brunel. Okay. Like, which goes to show you just how there's just like the average person that just sees billboards and stuff and is a casual fan really isn't paying attention all that much. So, um, yeah, but I'll tell you, it's okay, I'll tell you this about Jacksonville. 
the the same reason that a lot of guys will settle down there yeah. when they're done playing and they have their families is the very reason they don't enjoy their time there when they're young single men because it is it feels like a it's a, it feels like a small town depending on which pocket of Jacksonville you live in and you see the same people a lot and everything so like uh, yeah so for Trevor Lawrence as a young married guy it's uh, it's perfect yeah, yeah that, nice laid back restaurants and people and everything I, yeah. I feel like he's a perfect fit there now here yeah. was. Here was Trevor Lawrence. He was asked what he ordered. Um, here was uh, Trevor Lawrence's order at the Waffle House. After. So what's your go-to dish at Waffle House? It depends. That, uh, that night I got the Texas bacon cheesesteak with hash browns with cheese and a pecan waffle. So it just it depends. Yeah, I was. So, so sometimes I'll get the all-star. You know, depends how I'm feeling. Can you order the hash browns in the way that the, with a proper, you know, verbiage? Uh, what is it? Smothered is cheese. Is that correct? I just say cheese, but I probably should say say that. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at so he had said at the beginning that Brandon Scherf and one of his other teammates had never been to one. So Brandon Scherf is from Iowa and uh, went to. Either University of Iowa or Iowa State. I can't remember. He went to one of the Iowas. There is not a single Waffle House in Iowa. It is like – like Waffle House is concentrated very heavily in the southeast. But there are – you know, there's 53 in the Houston area. There is – it goes up as far as Pennsylvania and as far west as Arizona. But there's nothing on the west coast – the Great White North or New England, or it doesn't look like New York State at all. So it's uh, it's pretty much it's a uh, it's not as regional as people think it is. I think a lot of people that don't live near a Waffle House think that it's something that there's that they're only in Atlanta and Alabama uh, because that's where you see the fights mostly. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 semi-national. Where do you come out on ordering a cheesesteak at the Waffle House? A cheesesteak at the Waffle House? No, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I'm only doing breakfast food at Waffle House. Yes. Which, by the way, though, but I feel like people people like to turn their nose up at Waffle House, and I'll remind you that it's one of the few places, like a chain restaurant-wise, where you get to watch the entire food preparation process. Mm. Yeah. And could give immediate feedback in the form of compliments or suggestions to the, uh, I like to call him the chef, who's standing right there. So don't try to act like a snob to me. You're... If I if I decide to take you on a first date to Waffle House, let's see. No, I think our third. I think Brandy and I, our third date was at Waffle House. Um, then, damn it, uh, you better enjoy it and you better act like you appreciate it because I'm taking you to. But one of the most transparent cooking processes you're going to find at a restaurant. I feel like that's a really good litmus test for a relationship. Yeah. How early? Can we just go grub at the Waffle House, man? With Brandy, it was her learning like my odd sleeping schedule, which is like, hey, it's a, uh, hey, by the way, it's three a.m. Uh, sometimes I just wake up at three a.m. and I go, I start my day at three a.m. So you want to go to Waffle House? Cool. All right, your game. Oh, so All right. The, okay, so this wasn't a post date trip to Waffle House. This is no, we're getting up and eating breakfast right Here's now. Here's the thing: what time do you start your day? Anytime between one thirty a.m. and seven a.m. That's about the window of when I wake up. Okay. Oh, that is great. <laughs> I I wake up. I give myself two minutes to feel how alert I am, and if I'm still alert after two minutes, I go to Waffle House, and then I and then I get moving. Oh, that's great. Uh, let's see how long. This is a great question. Trailer wheel and frame text page. Five zero one two. Uh, how long until he has a Waffle House commercial? Yeah, genius uh, by Trevor Lawrence. Call. Absolutely. I got to check with my friend Dave Rickle, a teammate of mine from. Uh, okay, so I had a teammate from college uh, who they went down to work the '96 Olympics 
uh, the Summer Olympics. Oh, in Atlanta. He, yeah, he and a few friends had gotten some kind of job down at the Olympics. So, like, I, whether it was June or July, whenever it was, it was before our camp started. Our camp started late. So they were down in Atlanta. And, like, those, so this kid, Dave, who was, like, real good student athlete, you know, just, you know, was good football player, but a really, really smart guy and was uh, a business major, was probably on track to go get his MBA at, at some Ivy League school or something. And he came back and he told everybody, hey, I got a job at Waffle House. And we're like, okay, what are you, what are you talking about, Dave? I'm like, I got a job at Waffle House. And everybody thought he was joking because he was a really funny guy too. But he'd actually, he had, he had been at Waffle House one night and the regional manager had actually, had happened to be in the store. So he struck up, struck up a conversation with him. And you know, Waffle House is like this, they're like a good old boy, family owned, I think forever. I don't know what they are now, but they didn't, they'd never quite had this, kid from this kid from like downstate New York goes to an Ivy League school and like every bit than the Yankee I think they there was something about him that intrigued him so he after he graduated he went down to work at Waffle House started off like being as a store manager and within like five or six years he was like in their upper crust of management really so he yeah yeah so he's like one of the top guys at Waffle House at the age of 29 or 30 or Dude. so and um and it was like in a complete misfit like I, I i really respect people at waffle house for like recognizing like okay this guy's way different than like the guys the kind of guys we usually hire let's uh let's but he seems like a good dude let's uh let's bring him on in dude there's so many lessons from that story right there i love that story yeah that's yeah. really oh, really cool yeah yeah like not making assumptions about you know what people would do or what they you know like he could have had a bunch of assumptions about waffle house waffle house could have had a bunch of, of assumptions about him yeah like on both sides like the lesson yeah. with him man be personable with people and good things might happen and on their side man it's not it's cool to bring in people that are different you know yeah, into your organization yeah. that's i think that's awesome that's a great story and it's making me hungry too by the way <laughs> <laughs> i want to now i want a cheesesteak and a pecan waffle all right uh pain and pendergast with you boy we're getting a lot of texts from people we got to reset uh, multiple texts saying have you guys talked about the Sorry for folks who don't want to hear Colin Cowherd's voice again. We're getting a lot of people. Have you guys have you guys given your thoughts on what Colin Cowherd had to say about inherited football teams and Zoom calls? We have. We'll do it again next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.